and of all the support of the crowd. Welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manny Galarza. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Pick Your Poison, our weekly prop show. And today we're going over UFC Vegas 43, Vieira vs. Tate. We're going to discuss some parlay bets you might want to consider, some live underdogs, a few prop bets, over-unders, violent spots, and those high-risk bets you might want to be very careful of. And there's a few in the money line I'm definitely staying far away from. Uh, with that said, let's jump into it, guys. Here we go. All right, so the most confident spots on this card, these are all money line picks here. I like Tate to win at minus 100, Brady to win at minus 160, Santos at minus 305, Levi at minus 105, McKinney at minus 110, and Loma at plus 130. These are more or less all pickums except for that Santos fight, and uh, and I'm confident with them. I would say these are also ranked, ranked in order, right? So I like Tate, Brady, and Santos the most, and then get to Levi, McKinney, Loma, that's like the second tier here, um, and maybe even third tier there on the Loma. The problem with the Loma fight is I do think Loma is a much better fighter and a striker than Godinez, but it can go three rounds. It goes to the scorecards, and you're just like, at that point, anything's possible. Like, Loma could win the fight, but then the judges are like, nah, split decision, win for Godinez. So I don't like that. I think McKinney finishes his fight, so I do like that a little bit better. And then Levi on up to Tate. I have a lot of confidence in those picks. Um, if anything, I would say the Santos fight at minus 305 scares me the most because it's just minus 305. But anyway, the point is, if you're betting these guys all straight up, all six of these fights here, I think you're making out at, at the end of the night with some plus money there. So that's our most confident picks. Okay, some distance props to look at here. Plus 115 is right now currently available at no distance for Tate versus Vieira. And that makes sense to me. Here's the issue here. Vieira has not been in a four or five round championship level fight. Tate has. She's shown that she's got good cardio. If the old lady here, the veteran Tate, could just get this fight to third, fourth, fifth round, she'll have an experience advantage, a cardio advantage, um, a strength advantage. It's all going to be in her favor. I've seen Vieira with my own eyes be tired at the end of round one. Too much output, too much striking, get yourself into a problem. Round two, three, same thing. I've seen her be tired, not as sharp. Now, everyone gets tired, so it's not like she's you know, the invincible woman here. But the point is, with Tate, we know she can go four or five rounds. We know she could submit a championship-level person in the fifth round, and I get it. This is Tate 2.0, right? This is the older Tate, but Tate looks in great shape. She did a good job in her first fight back. She showed accountability all the way, all three rounds and won that fight in the third round with a TKO finish. Granted, the opponent was lower, maybe even a lower level opponent here than Vieira. Vieira's maybe a little more of a test. But if Vieira can't finish Tate in round one or two, um, which I don't know how she would do that, that this fight probably does not go the distance because Tate will outlast her. And so round three, four, and five, at some point, I believe Tate overwhelms her. And at plus 115, it's not bad. Um, so I do like this fight again to be under. The next fight here is Santos versus Wood. That fight does probably go the distance. And that's a testament to both fighters. They're both very durable. Santos is durable. Calder Wood or Wood, her new name, whatever. She's a tough SOB, okay? Um, you're not going to get her out of there very easily. Can I see Santos overwhelming her at some point and maybe, you know, creating a TKO situation? Yeah, but I think most likely would, you know, she um, she's worth her weight in gold, basically, okay? She's going to be able to stand in there. This fight probably goes a distance. At minus 285, you don't love how chalky it is, but it's a spot that I do like if you're looking to parlay it. I think this fight definitely goes a distance. Next one here. Sabatini versus Lutz. Now, I like Sabatini to win the fight by submission. I talked about that prop during the breakdown show, and that's still out there as a prop you want to look at. But I also could see Sabatini winning round one and two, grappling-wise, and then doing the same thing he did against Tristan Conley, where he circles for round three and just basically gets out of there with a win, okay? Um, Pat Sabatini's a local fighter. I have a lot of love for the guy, but he's also very cerebral. He's trying to make this a career. 
You don't make it a career by fighting like Justin Gaethje. Well, that sounds kind of you know intuitive because Justin Gaethje has have a very good career. But the point is this: your career um, can take some pretty down spots if you're fighting like that. If you're in there like Rocky style, and for Sabatini, he's a much more cerebral fighter, smart guy. I can see him sweeping out a win here, either by split decision or unanimous decision. But the point is, I can see it going that way. So at minus one fifty, it's something to consider. Now, Godinez versus Loma. This fight most likely goes a distance here. At minus 325, you got to like that, okay? Um, it's it's chalky, yes, I get it. But Godinez is super-duper durable. It's like, her, it's like her third fight in a month, okay? Her fourth fight in a year. The girl's fighting constantly. And Loma is no picnic, okay? Tie fighter, very good striker. Loma probably wins the fight here. But it does go the distance as something that I'm very confident on. So at minus 325, you're not playing it straight up. You're going to also parlay that piece as well. Now, ZM versus McKinney. I think McKinney finishes the fight. We talked about that in the breakdown at minus 240. That's decent money. It's not great. I wish it was a little bit better there, but it's chalky. You could parlay some of these pieces together. That's what I would do here. Um, but I think that fight does not go the distance at minus 240. There's some value there. Now, last one here. Hughes versus Panero. Man, Hughes is being so disrespectful on the money line right now. You got Panero like minus 400, minus 450. Hughes is a capable UFC fighter. Like she's not a complete slouch. She's not coming off the couch either. That rhyme, by the way. Um, I think she gives Panero some some fight here. I think it gets a little crazy. I think she drags Panero's ass to round two and three, a place she's never been. The fight gets very ugly. I like Hughes to be an upset win on the, as the first fight of the night here, but I think the fight going the distance makes sense here. At minus 130, there's some value there. So again, you may even just want to parlay these these six together here, right? Minus one minus 130 plus minus 240, minus 325, minus 150, minus 285, plus 115. There would be some value there, but... These are the distance props that I like the most here on this card. We should call this segment Mortal Kombat because all I could think about is uh, in the video game, finish him. So here we go, violent spots that we like on this card. I think Misha Tate will finish the fight somewhere around four-ish. So late third, early fifth, that kind of range here uh, by sub or TKO. So, you know, clearly Misha Tate has subbed some very high level opponents in the past, but I could also see her just being on top. Ground and pound. Vera gets tired. Just she kind of balls up. She's not hurt. She just kind of had enough. So at plus 375, I like that spot quite a bit. Sean Brady by submission and Pat Sabatini by submission. I do have to admit, I've got a hometown little bit of bias here. These guys are both local Philadelphia fighters. Um, I recently interviewed Pat Sabatini's coach, Eric, over at NPR, or one of his two you know, head coaches. But the point is, um, I like these guys. They're Renzo Gracie disciples um these are guys that could submit um anyone who who puts them in a situation where they may be susceptible to submission and in pat sabatini's last fight which we talked about in the breakdown he start, he plays footsies you know jamal emmers plays footsies with pat sabatini and like it's like you don't play footsies with a boa constrictor you just don't do it now pat sabatini on the feet eh, okay nothing special but there's gonna be 15 minutes here and that opponent there is going to have to survive 15 minutes with a boa constrictor. At some point, Pat Sabatini does probably get himself in a situation where he can pursue some submissions. He's very dangerous. Plus 385. I like that. And for Sean Brady, the same thing. Not so much plus money here. I think he's got his hands full with maybe a better caliber fighter. Um, but man, I think Michael Chies is a little overrated. I think, what is it? Four or five, maybe six of his last, all of his losses have been by submission where he's getting submitted. It's a glaring issue there. And he's fighting a guy in Sean Brady who he can strike and he can wrestle, um, but he's a Philadelphia mechanic. You know, like this is Rocky right here. This is basically Rocky in the MMA flesh. He's going to get his hands at some point on Chiesa. And when that happens, he's going to pursue a submission. And um, plus 275 is not bad. As a matter of fact, I would even think 
parlay this right here. Parlay these four pieces together. Plus 375, plus 275, plus 385, and then plus 325, Terrence McKinney by TKO. I'm not um, I'm not a guru on this. I think most cappers are out there talking about this possibility. And it's not just because what he did in his last fight. It's the way he fights. This guy is like pressure, pace, out of control. Um, you know, he's a Ferrari with a, with a terrible driver, basically. And, and I mean that in the sense that He's got a lot of growing to do. I know I'm being critical here about Terrence McKinney, but the way that he jumped off the cage in his last fight where he beats a guy that he should have beaten either way, a guy who looked like he had a concussion last the week before the fight. Um, but the point is, he does like a backflip, hurts his knee, twists his knee. It almost looked like he tore his ACL. I mean, I, maybe he did, maybe he did. We won't. We wouldn't know that here, right? Um, the bottom line is, I still think decision-making is an issue for him. Could he put himself in a situation that he compromises himself and he gets TKO'd? Yeah, I can see that. Could he lose a three-round fight because he's, you know, not using good, you know, fighter intelligence and he's getting himself in bad positions and not winning the, the clinch control, not winning the points? Yeah. But for, again, 15 minutes, you got yourself a young, talented, um, you know, full of spirit, full of vinegar and piss, right? He's young. At plus 325, it's worth a stab. I think this fight does not go the distance. And if it does... Um, I'll be a little surprised. I'll be a little surprised. I think Terrence McKinney's coming in here looking to really put the pressure on ZM. Um, and if you look at some of ZM's fights, like he doesn't like pressure and pace. He likes to be able to circle and land kicks and do his thing. But I imagine if I could be like a full-on fortune teller here, that will the TKO, the TKO will happen because ZM will cover up. He'll just cover up. He'll ball up. He won't actually really be hurt. Um, just doesn't come off to me as that kind of fighter. He's, he's not willing to get really hurt so he'll ball up terrence mckinney will just keep landing strikes and then ref will step in and say tko i don't see terrence mckinney actually really hurting fair you know zm zm's very elusive very long he'll look to you know manage his distance and if that that happens for three rounds then maybe go to decision here but i do see terrence mckinney eventually wrestling to the ground he's a former college wrestler himself um he'll get in close he'll make this fight ugly he's gonna get in there on zm if you've followed terrence mckinney on social media since the time this fight was announced He's basically had his teeth showing. He wants to go in here. He feels like he didn't have enough respect from his last knockout, which was his UFC debut. Um, specifically, he was a little salty about Patty, the whatever, the, the guy from over there in Ireland who got a bunch of uh, love for his first round finish. Um, so Terrence McKinney is still out to prove himself. And I think that kind of McKinney is a dangerous McKinney. So at plus 325, I like it. Let's talk about some prop bets. So at minus 160, over two and a half in the Panero versus Hughes fight. And... Makes about sense here. I think, again, the money line's not respecting Hughes as a decent UFC fighter. They're looking at Panero coming in here and just, you know, wiping the walls with Hughes. Um, and maybe that happens, but Hughes is durable. So I think the fight does go the distance. So at over two and a half rounds, minus 160, not such a bad spot. Minus 240, the fight not going the distance with McKinney versus Zim, which we just discussed here. I, I just don't see, and I'll, could Zim clip McKinney? It's a UFC fight. Anything's possible, right? So anything's possible. I just don't see that happening, but I do see McKinney overwhelming ZM and at minus 240, a little chalky, but I do like that prop a lot. I think that's one of those spots where I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call myself out here. Justin Gaethje versus Chandler, right? I was so sure that fight would not go the distance. It was one of my favorite spots on that card going in. And I got to eat it. Like these two guys were animals. They went the full distance. It was a it was a war. While I was watching the fight, I thought, oh, man, that's such a great spot. You know, there was so many times where you're like, and then right around round three-ish or so, you're like, oh, my God, Chandler's Chandler. What are you doing, Chandler? Like, he's been concussed. He was concussed in the first round. He's like, I'm just Terminator mode. And so it happens. It happens. But I do think in this fight here, 
um, it probably does not go the distance. And a minus 240, I guess it's a decent price tag. Minus 180 for the fight going over two and a half rounds with Gar Garcia versus Le Levi. Um, yeah, you know, Garcia is very durable. Um, I like the wrestling attack of Levi. Um, so I think it becomes an ugly fight at times. Or ugly meaning boring. Um, there would be some top control by Levi. He's not very busy on top. I can even see the referee breaking the fight up, and, you know, standing them up at some point. So, but both guys are very durable. I think it goes, goes a distance here. At minus 180, the money line is pretty much, or the, the line there is correct, you know. Um, but I like that spot a lot. I do. I mean, I think this fight does go the distance. I don't think either guy has amazing finishing ability right now at this point. They're both pretty equal opponents. Um, I like Levi to win the fight, but it's probably going to be through wrestling and grappling. That would be his path to victory. Um, last one here is the fight goes a distance with Santos versus Wood. And so I talked about this earlier. You know, I think Calderwood is very durable. Um, I think she's shown that in the past. She's been there with some pretty good opponents. Um, as for Santos, you know, she's an animal. She's going to push pace. She's going to look to get her fight. She'll look to get some takedowns. She'll look to use her striking. Um, but ultimately, this is a women's fight. And most of the time, those fights go the distance. At minus 285, it's probably priced properly. And again, this is just even a parlay idea, but just to parlay these four pieces together here. I'm very confident with these picks. These are my favorite props on the card. All right, so let's talk about some high-risk spots here that I'm staying far away from. And these numbers now might be behind because I'm watching the money line and it's been moving around quite a bit. But Yanez to win his fight at minus 275, look, I think Grant poses a threat. Um, he, throws his, he poses a lot of a threat here. And Yanez, he's that kind of fighter where he is on a winning streak. He is knocking guys out. His first UFC fights, it, it looks good on paper. But if you actually watched him fight, there's room there for improvement, put it that way. And there's ways in which someone can get to him. Um, and even a, just a really good grappler, wrestler, who's very cerebral, someone who could be in that Grant type of mold could give him a prob. At minus 275 here, if you're putting up 275 bucks to $100 here, you're risking too much. It doesn't make a lot of sense here. So that's my first high-risk spot. The second one here, uh, Godinez on the money line. Um, she's been around minus 155, minus 200 on some books, minus 125. Either way, I think Loma wins the fight. Loma, to me, should be the one on the money line who's favored. So this is just crazy to me that she's favored. I would say some amateur-level MMA gamblers are going to throw her into some parlays or bet on her just because of the money line. And I got to tell you, like, don't do it. You know, Godinez has fought a lot recently and not, like, a lot in a good way. The loss against Luana Carolina, I'm sorry. Like, that to me was – that wasn't like – I shouldn't say the bottom of the barrel for her, but that's pretty bad. Okay, Godinez looks physically like she should be able to control and win those fights. And Carolina won the fight. It's just, it's just you know, and maybe yeah, arguably Carolina maybe shouldn't have won. And you could argue about scorecards. But the point is this. Godinez is falling on the wrong side of decisions recently. It wasn't just that fight. Other fights in the past as well. Loma's a really good striker. She's an amazing tie striker here. Stay away from that 155 there on Godinez on the money line. Um, Panero on the money line. She's minus 300 initially or minus 200-ish. Now she's like minus 400 in some books. Like, stay away from that. If that fight gets anywhere out of the first round, we don't know what Panero's going to do. Like, this basically is a one-round fight. If you're betting minus 300, you might as well bet Panero within the first round. You might as well take the prop Panero within round one because if she gets to round two, you have we have no clue what it's going to look like. And she's fighting a tough white girl who's just going to give her as much problems as possible. Like, um, she's just a tough like corn fed type of, you know, fighter. Like she's going to be tough in there. So with that said, this is a, this is a bad spot to be. And I don't like minus 300 here or minus 400 or minus anything in that range here for Panero. Um, next one here, Soriano money line. So my, I did break the fight down. I do like Soriano to win the fight, but you know, the more I looked at it and the more I consider just strictly the money line, that's not a good straight up bet. Okay. He's one of my favorites to win on the prelim card. You know, I, I'm going to stick by that. 
I like a lot of what he's been doing. Um, but man, I'm just very concerned after kind of reviewing film and looking back at it. Minus 275 is not a good spot. It's a little too risky. I'm going to stay away from it. Now, these three fights here, I just want to I just want to put them out there as spots that I didn't feel comfortable with. The ones that I just was like, I broke the fights down. I tried to find a, a side to lean on. I did break the fights down and give you a pick on the on the prediction show. But the more I looked at it, the more I felt uncomfortable. The Aori versus, Aori versus Durden, Garcia versus Levy, and Sabatini versus Lutz. I just couldn't get a good play on those fights. And just to go back on who I selected, I think Sabatini wins his fight versus Lutz. Again, not a great read. Garcia versus Levy. I like Levy, but again, you know, I fear that Garcia can somehow piece up Levy on the feet, right? And then it becomes a boxing match. He defends some of Levy's takedowns and Levy gets tired or something. You know, like I see that as a weird, you know, angle, even though I do think Levy actually out wrestles Garcia, wins the fight, points and whatever, but just not a good read. And I would say of these three, the Aori versus Durden, Garcia versus Levy and Sabatini versus Lutz, one of those three, I think, goes to split decision. I just don't want any part of that. So these are our high-risk spots in this card. The first parlay, we've got McKinney at minus 100, Levi at minus 105, Brady at minus 150, and Tate at plus 100. So these are all money line spots here. That gives you plus 1,064. A $50 wager would pay out $582. So that's our first parlay that we're going to run here this weekend. The second one is going to be Soriano on the money line at minus 275, Aoria on the money line at minus 105, Luke Bume, who's at plus 130 on my line. That's a steal. And then Sabatini at minus 150. So that parlay number two, that gives you plus 1,057. So again, $50 wager there would pay out $578. The last parlay here we've got, check this one out here. We've got Panera versus Hughes going over two and a half rounds. That's minus 160. McKinney versus Zium at minus 240 for the fight not going the distance. Okay. Levi versus Garcia. The fight does not go the distance. That's minus 180. Yanez versus Grant, the fight goes over one and a half, which again, I, I think these guys are both durable fighters. Um, I like Yanez, I like his ability, but Grant, the old man, the veteran, I think he pushes this over a round and a half. That's minus 160. Santos versus Wood, the fight goes a distance at minus 285. So if you put those five pieces again, I'll repeat that real quick. So Panero versus Hughes, over two and a half. McKinney versus Zium, no distance. Levi versus Garcia, no distance. Yanez versus Grant, over one and a half. Santos versus Wood, the fight goes a distance. If you put those five pieces together, it gives you plus 500. A $50 wager pays out $330. All right, so with that said, here's the lottery parlay. Here's the like, I just want to put a dollar out there and see, we never know what the heck may happen here. So here it is. We're going to take Tate at minus 105, Brady minus 150, Santos minus 305, McKinney at minus 115, and Levi at minus 105 as our top tier lottery picks. These are all money line selections. So we like those picks to win at that money line. The second tier, you're gonna to, to add here now, look Bume at plus 120, Aoria at plus 125, and Soriano at minus 275. That's our second tier. Then the last tier, the, the confidence the, the confidence now is going down. I don't feel as confidence in these fights here. Sabatini minus 140, Yaya minus 105, Grant at plus 225, and Hughes at plus 320. If you put a $1 bet on this lottery parlay, that would pay out a whopping $4,812.35. Now, just to break this back down now, if you just want to take the top selections here, take Tate, Brady, McKinney, and Levi, that's going to give you some plus money, and you can roll from that. But if you're going to just go ahead and play a lottery parlay, put a buck out there. Who knows what the hell happens? You end up making a few extra bucks here. Um, this card is, let's just say overall, a lower-level card, right? We don't have any belts in the line, right? we got some fighters who could be their last contract fight on UFC. Um, we've got some fighters like Godinez who's been fighting literally like every few days the last you know month or so. 
So some interesting you know, storylines here, but overall, there's some spots here you can look at. Um, I would say this, if you're not sure, then just don't bet, right? Just take a, take a moment, watch the fight, grab a beer. Um, if you're not a beer drinker, grab a glass of wine. Um, if you're not a liquor drinker at all, maybe you're under 18, then don't do any of that. Just maybe make some macaroni and cheese and just sit back and enjoy the fight. So thanks a lot for joining us again. This is our Pick Your Poison episode for UFC Vegas 43. We hope this helps you guys out. We'll see you guys soon. Good night.